The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes to our listeners around the world in the countries of Iceland, Norway, and Pakistan, and the states of Mississippi, Wyoming, and Indiana. Welcome and thank you all for your continuing support because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network. Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. I love hearing from you, so please keep sending me your questions and comments. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self. Your soul, as you learn to hear the still small voice within over the loud voices of others, you will begin to feel at peace because your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine. It is through this connection that miracles occur, like unexpected healing, healthy relationships, peace, and wealth. So please use these tips. My tip for this week is in honor of our topic today. Have only healthy relationships. All relationships should be based in trust, respect, and safety. Weed out all the relationships that do not bring you joy or do not have the potential for joy. This includes family. Some relationships can be changed, others cannot. Know the difference and act accordingly. It's only possible to have peace if you are with people who are also interested in creating peace. For all too many years, I thought that I could be a peacemaker with people who want to control and seem to thrive on chaos, manipulation, deception, and anger. What I considered to be cooperation was actually my being a doormat and giving up my desire in order to make someone else happy. 
compromise results in a win-win, not a win-lose. Abusers thrive on people who want peace at all costs. As you'll see in my silver lining story, that's a false understanding of peace. True peace is possible when everyone has a voice and is listened to with an open heart. Since peace comes through the energy held in the divine feminine, my last seminar, the Am Awakening, embodying the divine feminine, is extremely important. In our January 7th show this year, Psychic Dwan Washington told us how critical it is that we bring this new energy of love and peace into the world. It helps us heal physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, and helps us balance the yin and the yang, the masculine and feminine energies. The masculine energy has dominated the world for several centuries. For love and peace to prevail, we must balance this energy with the divine feminine aspect of love. If you want me to bring this guided meditation to your area, please contact me. My next seminar is Financial Abundance, What You Don't Know. Financial abundance is a gift of love from the divine. As a child of infinite love, it is your birthright. All you have to do is remove the hidden blocks to receiving. Know you are deserving and open the door. Since there are numerous layers of consciousness from the surface levels of the conscious mind to the deepest levels of the unconscious mind, the process of bringing financial abundance into your life does not always happen immediately. Commitment, patience, faith, trust, and gratitude are the keys to nurturing your path to lasting financial abundance. What makes this financial abundance workshop different is that during our time together, you will discover and remove your hidden blocks, experience the feeling of deserving, Open your mind and heart to receiving. Learn how to recognize and be grateful for every step along the way and get techniques to use on your own. We'll be at CSL Dallas Sunday, October 16th. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me to present the seminar or another one in your area. And looking ahead, I'll be leading a labyrinth walk on November 12th. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love 
love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Steve Beyer, who will be talking with us about listening with an open heart. Last week's show with Robin Perry Braun was about how the words that we think, say, and write make a difference. Everything is made up of energy, and the energy that we put out into the world affects us and everyone else. Dr. Masaru Emoto proved this concept when he showed how our words actually change the molecular structure of water. Even when you just write the word on a piece of paper and place it on top of the water, words like love or gratitude create beautiful shapes that look like snowflakes, whereas words like you fool create ugly shapes. Since our bodies are made up mostly of water, the words we use affect our own health and those around us. Deepak Chopra quotes a study where people who were merely walking through a busy lobby where someone had been angry had an increased likelihood of getting sick in the next few days, even if they were not present when the person expressed their anger. The negative energy was still in the air, and people felt it as they walked through it, and they absorbed it. Imagine what that means to your health when you are exposed on a daily basis to the verbal violence being expressed by an abuser in your home or a public figure like a presidential candidate. To listen to this show, I encourage you to click on the episode link. You can hear this show or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access any time of day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or needs. Now it's time for my silver lining story. Having grown up in a household where yelling and arguing seemed to be the dominant modes of communication, I developed a strong aversion to these behaviors and did everything I could to create peace in my childhood home and then in my marriage. It even became a part of my professional life. I got certified in mediation, started a student peer mediation program in my school district became director of organizational health and an executive life coach helping the superintendent, assistant superintendents and principals create peace and success in their professional and personal lives. I also participated in a volunteer peer coaching program with a colleague where I set a goal for myself of becoming a better listener. Still, peace in my own home eluded me. I bought a crystal peace dove as a present for my 30th wedding anniversary, hoping that the symbol would help to bring peace to my marriage. After 36 years of trying to be a peacemaker, I finally realized that everyone involved must share the same goal. I couldn't create peace in my marital relationship if my spouse didn't also want peace. This seems so obvious now, but at the time, I couldn't see clearly. I was stressed so much of the time with all the arguing and the negative messages being said about me that I believed that there was something I needed to do to make everything better. I was wrong. It takes two. 
when I finally woke up to this reality, I dragged my spouse into marriage counseling one more time. This time, the counseling served to convince me that I was the only one working on peace. I chose to leave the marriage. I still remember the first night I was alone in my own home. I sat out on the patio and listened to the silence. I will never forget that feeling of gratitude that permeated my whole body. I finally felt the peace that had eluded me my whole life. My silver linings included all of the training I got along the way, the personal healing, and the opportunities and skills to help others healing. Having finally traded abuse for peace, I now help others do the same. Along the way, I've learned to have patience with myself, to forgive myself, to forgive others, even when they don't think they've done anything that needs forgiving, to draw strong boundaries and leave relationships that are not respectful, to speak up for myself, to listen with an open heart, and to be grateful for all the learning. Without everything I've experienced, I would not be me, and I've grown to like me. It's truly all good because all of it has brought me to this day. In January 2000, I wrote this fantasy piece called Peace Talks. The music took me to a different place and time. The beauty and flow of it took us from laughter and silliness almost seamlessly into the heavens, from the earthly to the celestial. There we were, taking off just in time. The engines roared silently so as not to disturb the soaring joy people were experiencing. The takeoff was smooth, no jolts, sudden starts or stops. We were given immediate clearance to go, and in a flash, the plane was in the air. The five of us unfastened our seatbelts, folded up the chairs, formed a circle, and danced the most ex- the most exquisite ancient Egyptian belly dance we had ever performed. This was a wonderful way to warm up the heart and soul. Now we were prepared for our long journey. We took the chairs out again, but this time we put them in a circle. Rose no longer fit who we were or where we were going. It was the shift, part of the planetary shift that we had all been waiting for. And now here it was, All of us representing different nations, different races, different continents. Here we were ready to start our peace talks in the air on no human's land, but in the skies where all was possible. Our guest today, Stephen Beyer, was a lawyer, has two PhDs, and is a well-known writer and speaker on shamanism and spirituality. He is also a community builder, peacemaker, and carrier of counsel. He has been trained and certified in many areas of circle processes, mediation, and nonviolence. As a lecturer in the Department of Criminal Justice at Chicago State University, Steve taught restorative justice, and the theory and practice of nonviolent resistance. His newest book is Talking Stick. 
You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you want to get uplifting messages between shows, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. In addition to posting all of our shows, I post special uplifting messages to you, and I repost videos that will make you laugh, feel good about all the kindness in the world, fill your heart with the beauty of nature and animals, delight of dance and music, and the joy of being alive. With all of the hurtful words, anger and fear that's being spread, we must find a way to keep ourselves positive. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. Your answer to hate is love. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. While listening to the commercials, use the link on this page to like us on Facebook, then friend Paula Joyce and I will help you be part of the solution. Then click on the link to read about and register financial abundance, what you don't know, or to schedule one in your area. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Steve Beyer, who will be talking with us about listening with an open heart. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you, or if you want to be Come part of the conversation today, please call one 866 
472-5795 or send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down that you do want to learn to listen with an open heart. I'm so pleased to welcome Steve Beyer, who's here to talk with us about listening with an open heart. Welcome, Steve. Well, thank you so much for having me. I should, I should add that I was listening to, to the introduction to the program, and I was very moved by the, the stories that, that you told. Thank you for sharing that. Well, you're welcome, and thank you for commenting. I appreciate that. Um, I think it's important to put reality um, to ideas that we're going to be discussing. Um, and, and so you talk about um, a, a council, and what exactly is that? Help us understand more clearly. Well, um, it has many names. Sometimes it's called council. Sometimes it's called a talking circle or a peace circle or just a circle. And I think there are three things that that make council or circle um, a very special way of meeting together and solving problems and dealing with conflicts and building community. And those are that you use, uh, that you sit in a circle, um, that you begin and end with a ceremony, and that you... um, um, You begin and end with a a ceremony, and you um, use a talking stick. (laughs) Did I get that right? Uh, You sit in a circle, you begin to end with a ceremony, and you use a talking stick. And those are are three things that I think make this a process that is very special as a way of, of getting together and building community and solving problems and dealing with conflict. Um. When you sit in a circle, I think, you create a sacred space, which is very different from the space outside the circle. Um, in this space, everybody can see everybody else. Nobody is hidden. There's no one person who is in charge. The circle symbolizes that every voice is equal to every other voice. And you're in a sacred space of listening And because you are in a sacred space of listening, you are in a sacred space of speaking honestly from your heart. And by starting and ending with a ceremony, you create a sacred time that is equivalent to the sacred space. And sacred time, as you know, there's there's no agenda, there's no goal, there's nothing that needs to be done except to be together in sacred time. And you use a talking stick. Everybody, the rule is simple for a talking stick. The rule is whoever holds the stick gets to speak and everybody else listens. And although this can be said simply, it's actually very difficult to do because in our culture, as I think you've noted, we are systematically taught not to listen to each other. So the purpose of the circle is to open our hearts and provide a sacred time and a sacred space within which these open hearts can meet in the presence of spirit. 
And tell us a little bit more about really what a listening heart is, because most of us think about listening with our ears, <laughs> listening well, with our mind. If, if and, somebody and is speaking from the heart, the only organ we have that can hear that is our heart. Um, not our, our critical intellect, not our moral judgment, not our sense of ethical superiority. We have to listen with our heart. And we have to open ourselves to that. Um, in, in my workshops um, and seminars, I have often done a uh, little experiment uh, that is called the, the, the not listening uh, work, um, workshop. And what we do is this. Everybody, I, everybody splits into pairs. And I say... Everybody has a special place. This may be a place you've visited on your travels. This may be a room in your home. This may be a place that you've dreamed of. But everybody has a special place where they feel safe and comforted and open to spirit. Now, the first person in each pair, I want you to tell the second person about your special place. And the second person, I want you not to listen. And you see how people do not listen. They fold their arms. They cross their legs. They shut off their body. Their eyes don't look at the person talking. They wander around the room. They look out the window. They wave to people across the room. Um, they check their, their cell phones for email. And this goes on for just a short period of time because you can see that the people who are talking about their special place are getting upset. And we, we talk about this. We, I stop it after a minute or two and we talk about it. And um, we, the person who is talking talks about his or her anger and hurt and humiliation at not being listened to. And they all wind up saying the same thing, which is, I didn't want to talk anymore. And then we do the same thing in reverse. The second person tells the first person about his or her special place. But now the first person listens, listens with the whole body, listens with the ears, does nothing but listen, doesn't react, doesn't respond, doesn't internally criticize, doesn't do anything except listen. And it is amazing to watch bodies open up like flowers. People uncross their arms, they lean forward, they are listening. And after a few minutes of this, the person who was speaking says, it was wonderful. It was, it was wonderful to be listened to in that way. I wanted to tell more. And the first person, the listener, said, well, of course I, of course I listened. It was so interesting. And I think there is this synergistic interaction between honest speaking and devout listening, because devout listening prompts honest speaking, and honest speaking prompts devout listening. So I think the two go together. I agree. And I also notice that often when I'm on the telephone, people think that uh, what they're doing is not accessible to the listener if you're not on FaceTime. So they think it's okay to be working at their computer and listening to me. And yes. I always know when they're not really listening. Mm -hmm. 
that is so true. I think that that's exactly right. You can tell. Yes, and it does make you want to shut down. It's like, what's the point of, of talking when you, when I'm not worth your time, you can't give me a few minutes, or you hear people walking around the kitchen and running the water and clearing the dishes, and, <laughs> yes. you know, they've, everything is more important than what I have to say, and it's really disrespectful. Um, and I don't think people understand the message that they're sending. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's an advantage of using a talking stick. I think a, a talking stick sitting in circle with other people um, is a way of making sure that people are focused. The, the person who's holding the talking stick and the people who are listening. I think that the talking stick um, gives voice to the shy. It, it prevents the aggressive from dominating the conversation. Um, it means everybody gets a turn. And it means, for example, the st- stick is going around and somebody on the other side of the circle says something that you just don't agree with. But you have to wait. You can't jump up and say, oh, that's nonsense. The stick comes around. So first of all, you have a little time to just let that sit. But something somebody says in the interim may shed a whole new light on what that other person said. Because what I think is, is a key to why circle is miraculous is the fact that what we are listening for is the voice of spirit. Spirit, we are listening devoutly with our hearts, not only because our hearts are the only organ with which we can hear the hearts of other people, but we're listening devoutly because what we believe when we sit in circle, however we want to phrase it, whether we call it the collective wisdom of the circle or we call it spirit or we call it the spirits, we are listening for the sacred to come through the voice of somebody else. And if, if we enter into the sacred time and sacred space, the voice of spirit may speak through us if we just get out of the way. And it's and one can't get out of the way if they're busy thinking of solutions or of judgments or of um, feeding back what the other person said. And you know we were trained to to be active listeners, but it's really um, vapid. It's empty. It's not connected. I agree with that. I think. Um Sometimes we talk about active listening, especially after this exercise in, uh, in not listening. It seems to me that a lot of the time, what is called active listening is a way of pretending to be listening when you're not really. Mm. I think the things they talk about in active listening, you know, leaning forward and making culturally appropriate eye contact and saying, mm-hmm, every once in a while, I think... When you're really listening, those things happen naturally because you don't listen to people because they're interesting. They're interesting because you're listening to them, because everybody has a story. And people feel that energy that of respect and of connection and that they count, that yes. they matter, and what they say and feel matters. I, I think that I, I like that way of putting it. Yes, it makes people feel that they matter. And then hearts open. 
And, you know, the purpose of circle, although you can be in circle, you can be in council for all kinds of reasons, ultimately the purpose of council or circle is not to solve problems or to resolve conflicts. It is to deepen human relationships. And if you're able to do that, these other things happen by themselves. And I think many, if not most of us, grow up in families that are busy. Their, um, you know, dinner is usually hectic. Everybody's got somewhere to go or something to do, and they came from something that they had to do. And and there's this. Um, sense of disconnection, you're there to eat and move on to what's important, as opposed to creating conversation and community and truly listening. So that what, what, what I, the therefore is that I think most of us don't know what it's like to be truly listened to and to truly listen. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Sometimes what happens in a, in a circle when you're first starting is that somebody will get the stick and will just start to talk and will talk and will talk. And everybody has to wait patiently because that person is, what the person is saying deep down inside is, I've never been listened to before. I have, I have been taught by my culture, by my peers, by my family that unless I keep talking, nobody will listen. Um, again, people who get angry and shout and threaten and bully when, when they're frustrated are saying the same thing. They're saying, I have been taught by my culture, by my peers, by my family, that unless I shout, unless I bully, unless I bluster and threaten, nobody will listen to me. So how do you deal with somebody who is threatening to call his lawyer or, or says he's going to get you fired or, or makes any kind of threat? Well, the answer is simple. Listen, because that's what the person really wants. And if you listen, that anger will go away. And then you can get down to dealing with the real problem, whatever it may be. One of the things I've found in doing these workshops and seminars is that um, when people appear to be in conflict, when this bullying and shouting takes place, usually what's going on is that there is a mutually unmet need. They are both in conflict because they need something, and it often turns out that they need the same thing. Um, and once that realization happens, then you start to work together to um, meet this mutually unmet need. Um, and that's, that's true from anything from a playground fight between two kids to a fence dispute between two neighbors to um, multi-generational, intractable, inter-ethnic violence in a, a newly formed country someplace. The principle remains the same all the way through. Um, people, when they open their hearts to each other, will discover that they need the same things. They need to be heard. They need to be safe. They need to have dignity and self-respect. They need to have 
peace. And yet when you're the one who's being threatened with loss of job or loss of, you know, your savings um, Mm -hmm. through someone suing you, how do you get calm enough and quiet enough to be mature enough to respond rather than react? I think because being a peacemaker is, is the basic, part of basic human nature. I think we are all inherently peacemakers. I think we have an innate need to be in right relationship with other people. But we are in a culture that is hierarchical and punitive and transactional. And I think that if we dig deep into our human nature, we can find that we are, we are listening people. Um, and- I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and I think that the circle with the talking stick helps to train you to be able to do that because it forces you not to react or respond and to wait and to pause and to pay attention to what's really being said. I think that's absolutely right. I think the, the, the mechanics of being in sacred space and sacred time where everybody can see everybody else with the stick going around, um, everybody taking turns, there being no opportunity to interrupt and, and, and uh, attack uh, until you have the stick. And it's, um, I think you're absolutely right. The very structure of the process helps people achieve that. I, I know I participated in a group that met I don't remember, once a week or a month, I forget, but we it was a, based on a circle and a talking stick, not all the components that you mentioned, but the idea of listening quietly while someone else spoke. And I remember, um, you know, feeling the importance of learning in that group, it was not, it, it unfortunately didn't have all the components of listening from the heart and respecting the other speakers. And eventually um, I left because there was such negativity that was being expressed that it ceased to be a healthy place for me. Mm-hmm. But, but the idea was very helpful for me of having space and quiet that only one person could talk and it allowed that person to really have the stage and also for the rest of us to hear. So both learning to speak my truth and learning to listen to others' Mm -hmm. um, truth was extremely helpful. Yes, I can see that. I think um, there, there is just something deeply embedded in human nature. I mean... Um, I don't care who you are or where your people came from or what the color of your skin is. Your ancestors sat in a circle with something like a talking stick when they needed to meet together to, to deal with problems, to make decisions, to deal with conflicts, or to tell the stories and sing the songs that held their community together. Um, this is this is a deeply human process. Um, people who who come into circle are coming home. 
Let's pick up on that concept after our break. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, click on the link to sign up for my newsletter. you receive the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Robert Moss talked about between sleeping and waking. It continues to be a gift that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and heal more profoundly and faster than would normally be expected. Now in your paper, write down what can you do to begin to listen with an open heart. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Steve Beyer, who's talking with us about listening with an open heart. Be the change. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. listening to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit with dr paula joyce to reach the show today please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 you may also send an email to dr paula joyce at gmail.com that's dr paula joyce at gmail.com now back to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down what you can do to begin listening with an open heart. And I'm so glad we're here with Steve Beyer talking about this. So so fascinating. And this, this point that you were making really resonated with me that we really have that memory in ourselves of sitting around a circle and either with a literal talking stick or an imaginary one. Mm -hmm. Um, I talk in the book, uh, in my book, Talking Stick, about carrying an invisible talking stick. And and in some ways, I think that um, 
the, the definition of a peacemaker is somebody who walks through life uh, carrying a talking stick. Um, and it can be a visible talking stick, an object that is specially made and, and kept in a special place. It can be something you pick up at the spur of the moment, like a, a rock or a feather or, uh, you know, some uh, utensil off the dinner table. Um, or it can be an invisible talking stick. And in the book, I, I, I say, once you get this invisible talking stick, and I, I talk about a visualization you can do to, to get your uh, invisible talking stick, try this experiment. Hand your talking stick to people. Hand your talking stick to your taxi driver. Hand your talking stick to the um, checkout person at the supermarket. Um, hand your talking stick to the man in the uh, pinstripe three-piece suit standing next to you waiting for the train. And, and once you've handed that invisible talking stick to the other person, listen with your heart. And you will hear the most amazing stories. You will, you will hear wonderful things. And then when the person has finished, and of course you wait until the person has finished, and you, you pause briefly to make sure the person has really finished, you can take back your invisible talking stick and open your heart and tell that person your story. Tell that person what has happened to you, what you want, what you need what you fear, what you regret. And watch how your honest speaking opens up the other person's heart. Then you hand the invisible stick over again, and this goes on. And it is miraculous. It works. Families where people have been doing nothing but fighting, spouses, partners, parents, children, teenagers, once they start using the talking stick, things change. And you can go even further. Take your talking stick, whether a real one or your invisible talking stick, and hand it to a tree. Or hold it and tell the old grandfather tree what's in your heart, what you need, what you want, what you fear, what you regret. Tell the tree your story and then hand the invisible talking stick to the tree and listen with your heart to what the tree tells you. Hand your talking stick to a big, old, moss-covered grandfather rock. Hand your talking stick to the animals, to the plants, to the trees, to the stars, to thunder. Hand your talking stick to God and listen to what you hear. Um, I, um, to, to go through life with a talking stick, handing your talking stick to every person you meet, and I mean human persons and other than human persons, because trees and rocks and animals and plants and stars and thunder are all persons. Hand them your talking stick. Have an open-hearted conversation and see what you find out. And, and I have done that, and it is profound what we can learn from all living things, even when we think they're inanimate and don't have life, mm-hmm. uh, and and ev- everything has energy and life and feelings and soul. Um, I, I mean, I even had my walls after I painted them, at, and and they had been neglected for a while. They literally said thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I heard those words, and it just took me aback. It was a real lesson for me. And I think sometimes you talk about safety in your book and the importance of providing safety. Uh And I think some of us were never safe in our growing up homes and in the other environments that we drew to us or um, were part of. And so sometimes it's safest to begin communication with nature and our animals and plants and so on and trees to um, to feel safe and to learn that feeling and then to take it out into the world. That I think that's, that's probably right. I, but, you know, everybody's different. People approach this different ways. Um, I, I say in the book that, that learning to sit in circle is like learning to write sonnets. Um, say you decide to have a weekly circle with your family or a weekly circle with some of your best friend co-workers, um, you're going to be sitting in circle and, and things are not always going to go well and, and, and some circles will not be uh, as deeply moving as, as others. Um, but you're learning how to sit in circle. Um, and as I said, it's like learning to write a sonnet. If you want to learn to write sonnets, you've got to write a lot of sonnets and most of them are going to be pretty bad. But when you have an inspiration, then the sonnet form is there, ready to hand for you to use. And I think the same thing is true about sitting in circle. I think that when you need it, then the circle is there for you, and you know how it should go. So how does one develop these circles? Um, because it sounds so important. I mean, I can imagine it being used in um, peacemaking talks. Or um, So talk to me a little bit about how these circles can be used and how maybe people could form their own. Well, I think you raised the question about how you, you start. And I think there is a kind of of feedback process. Because when you sit in circle, you're giving up ego. You're giving up hierarchy. You're giving up being morally superior to other people or being wiser or having solutions to other people's problems. You're giving up all of that. And what you're doing is only listening devoutly with your heart, speaking honestly from your heart, in sacred space and sacred time. That's all you're doing. You're not trying to prove anything. And what is remarkable about that is that as you give up ego and hierarchy, as you give up being right, as you give up being smarter or wiser or more moral than anybody else in the circle so that you can tell people what to do or what the solution to their problem is, when you give that all up, what disappears is fear because you have already given away what it is we are most afraid of losing. One of the questions I ask in the book is, are you willing to be a clown for peace? Are you willing to give up ego and dignity? Are you willing to give up hierarchy? Um, 
And those are the very qualities that you learn in circle. So there's a feedback mechanism. The more you sit in circle, the more you learn how to give up ego and hierarchy. The more you learn to give up ego and hierarchy, the more you are able to listen devoutly with your heart and speak honestly with your heart. And you become fearless because the kinds of things we are most afraid of losing, we have already given away. So start. Start a circle. Sit with your family, your partner, your spouse. Uh, pass the stick back and forth. Get a few people, three, four people who you are very friendly with at work and say, hey, let's go to the break room and sit in circle for a while. And if somebody comes in and says, what are you doing? You say, we're sitting in circle. Come on, join us. Um, start small. Um, plant little seeds of peace everywhere you go. And the more seeds of peace you plant all around you as you walk through life with your talking stick, the more you will become fearless and you will walk in beauty every day. That's truly beautiful. <laughs> That's truly beautiful. Um, I, I, I feel like um, we, we've come to an ending where... That's just such a, a beautiful piece and thought for us to be left with. So I thank you so very much. Well, for thank you for this wonderful conversation. <laughs> well, I, I truly enjoyed it and appreciate your being on the show and sharing your knowledge and wisdom with us. Thank you, Steve. Well, thank you. Um, and thank you to my audience for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. Then click on the link to my resources page to purchase Steve Byer's book, Talking Stick, and go to my store to purchase my books. Then learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, energy healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Overcoming Abuse Through Self-Empowerment, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, Hands-On Healing, Remote Healing, the I'm Awakening, and the Ultimate Creative Problem-Solving Process. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support guidance and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels and thousands of angels and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and also directly with my clients. My process connects your mind, body, and soul, your conscious and unconscious mind, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. Click on the link to register for financial abundance, what you don't know. Then go to the calendar of events and press click here to send an email with your question about a difficulty in your own life, an inspirational story, or a comment about our show. Please leave a phone message at one two one four. 
736-4460 or send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. If you live in Dallas, I invite you to experience my ultimate creative problem-solving process. Just click on the meetup link on this page, then click on the link to learn more about our Dallas Trauma Survivors Conference with Dr. Becky Thompson at the end of October. Please join us next Thursday when Robert Hieronymus and Laura Cortner will talk with us about the Statue of Liberty as the American goddess, symbolizing peace, compassion, nurturing, and environmental stewardship. This is Dr. Paula, your CM, or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week. Oh, 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 oh,